Hello and welcome to the crazy world of Absolute Bedlam podcast. My name is Ben and I interview people from all around the world, from all walks of life, about interesting topics such as being an actor, musician, personal trainer, video game developer, you name it, I've probably had a chat with them. So my main background is music but I'm looking to get basically anyone from YouTube, Twitch, you name it, put them in touch with me and I'll have a chat, like I say. Um, Recently done a flurry of veteran episodes, so if you want to check that out, that's a slightly different thing called Tales from the Trenches with my friend and editor, John Belfield. But enough of that, I'm here to just introduce the episodes and just say, if anyone wants to help me out by donating to Kofi, which is a donation service which is available at www.kofi, which is ko-fi.com forward slash Absolute Bedlam Podcast. If you go to that website, you'll be able to donate a minimum of £3 to me. You can donate what you want and you can also set recurring payments, but I don't, you know, if you want to, then that's fair enough. But, you know, just do what you can, if you can, that sort of thing. Um, donations really, really help me out because this takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of effort and it takes a lot of energy, especially when I'm sorting out US people to podcast with and interview, etc. So every little helps really, really genuinely. It means I can really put some time into this and really like make it as good as I can possibly get. Um, I'm currently on the lookout for a webcam, as I've mentioned several times now, um, and that's a £70 product. So all of the donations that come from this Ko-Fi, Ko-Fi, will go towards that £70 webcam. Um, I don't like asking people for money, but if you're enjoying the episodes, say you've listened to more than two or three episodes the whole way through and you're enjoying it and you like what you hear, then a donation would massively be appreciated. Um, right, I'm going to stop waffling and I'm going to let you enjoy the episode. But yeah, cheers guys, keep it bedlam, and I'll speak to you all soon. Take care, bye. Haircuts, we all need them. Sometimes they can be a bit of a chore. Sometimes it feels like you're on a bit of a conveyor belt, and the person at the end of the haircut puts that mirror up, and you kind of look at them like, oh God. But we go along with it because we're British, right? We all know what that's like. So, Dom. At Babylon Barbers, you'll feel right at home with a relaxed vibe and a professional experience all round. With both veteran and SENS discount, Dom has time for absolutely everyone, as everyone deserves that fresh haircut feeling. Supporting the local community is a huge part of the job, so go see Dom and get more than just a haircut. I use Dom myself, I couldn't be happy with the results, he'll trim your beard, he'll trim your eyebrows, all that stuff. Right, back to the show. Good evening and welcome to Absolute Bedlam Podcast. Bit of a change of scenery because I forgot that a laptop runs on a battery. So we're now charging it and in a bit I'll go back into the usual room. That's life, unfortunately, people. Um, so tonight on the show, we've delved back into the alcohol world a little bit. And I've got John from Lord's Brewing on the podcast so, John, how's it going? You look well. Thank you very much, sir. Yeah, I've had um, I've had a good day. It's um, Monday's your sales day, 
So, uh, yeah, it was a very positive Monday. And I worked quite late the other day, so I thought, I've done well. I'm going to knock off early. So I had a few hours this afternoon to spend with the kids and uh, chill. Nice. Folks are being the boss. Absolutely. Why not? There we go. I like your little moving thing in the background. I'm going to get distracted by that quite a lot. My little balloon screen. There we go. If you're watching this on YouTube, then uh, if that's not enough to make you like and subscribe, then I don't know what you want, really, to be honest. Exactly. We, we've pulled out all the stops, haven't we, Ben? So, chocks away. Yeah. Fantastic. So, I like to start these podcasts at the beginning. So, John, how was school for you? How was school? Mm, interesting. So, I actually talked to my wife uh, about the days of, of, uh, of past, and I said about school um well the first part of school i went to a private school and i absolutely loved it um enjoyed it didn't really get into much trouble just yeah totally loved it then uh for high school i went into state school and i flipping hated it like like i can't even explain how much i i didn't enjoy it Hmm. um and um high school for me was just a nightmare i was just i just hated it so i was always scrapping always arguing mm. just trying to get my grades done all i wanted to do was get out there and get working yeah, yeah. Uh, as quick as i possibly could fair enough so what's the naughtiest thing that you can remember doing at school uh, so this is quite a challenging thing to say because I was pretty naughty uh, as uh, in secondary school. I was anyway. High school, I was really, really bad. So there's a lot of stuff I can't tell you. And I, um, so I, ca- I kind of decided to go with another story. So what I will say is at, at school, I was pretty, yeah, I was pretty naughty, but I got my work done. I came out with some reasonable grades. I just used to fight a lot. Um then I thought I wanted to tell you the probably a naughty thing that's kind of amusing that shows the kind of character that I was when I was a teenager was um, I used to go fishing with my mate and uh, we used to go down to New Haven uh, Harbour Arm and we would fish and uh, we realised in the summer holidays that you could buy a little um, kit for melting lead and turning them into four and eight ounce fishing weights and my dad had he was an electrician and he had staple guns so you could get the staples break them off put them in the thing and and make fishing weights so what we did was we're like well this is good we'll buy the kit so we bought the kit and then we decided that it'd be funny to nick the lead off the roof of the school um that my mate went to and so we'd go up with our backpacks and i'd use one of my dad's cutting knives and cut the lead off in strips roll it up put it in our backpack and then we'd disappear and we were making fishing weights out of it and selling it to all the fishermen (laughs) and then one day uh we've been doing it like quite pretty much all the way through the summer um they obviously were waiting for us and uh yeah, we got up on the roof, started stripping the uh, 
the lead off there. And um, yeah, we got caught by the caretaker and uh, everyone was involved. Everyone. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, we, we gave all the money back um, to help pay for the repairs of the roof. But I think they'd actually, there was a lot of money. Mm. There we go. So, yeah, that's probably the kind of naughty thing I've done. But yeah. there's far, there's far worse. But uh, that's probably the, the the best one I can tell you. So do you now have a lead roof? It's gone full circle. No, uh, no. Luckily, no, we don't. Uh, okay. You just hear we, someone. Nah, nah. <laughs> yeah, we've had our, our roof replaced on the brewery recently. So yeah, yeah. I I have I have had uh, kids climbing on the roof of the brewery. Yeah, uh, which we sorted. So that that doesn't happen anymore. It's a bit dangerous. That's good. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, you've poured yourself a beer at an ample time. So, I'm going to try and pour mine. So, I'm just going to put the laptop here for a sec. Live on the podcast, people. Production value. You can see the mic there as well. There we go. Someone bought that for me. So, am I right in thinking that you have to tilt the glass to this and then do that? Is that correct? Uh, for baller, yeah, probably, yeah. You want to... You wanna gently put it in and but you don't want to be so gentle that you've got no head on the beer yeah, yeah okay look at this for content everything's content nowadays isn't it yeah, well yeah. pouring a beer pouring a beer there we go i'm doing all right i loved our uh, first date by the way it's fantastic beautiful beer, isn't it? i like yeah. first it's a nice beer good story as well it is, although my wife, as we have had arguments about this, that it was technically not our first date. Yeah. But I said it was a date, and she said, well, I didn't think it was a date, so... Okay, so that's an excuse <laughs> for another beer called Real First Date. Yeah, Real First Date. Mark II. Mm. Yeah. That glass Cheers. makes the beer look very dark and green. It does, yeah. Cheers. I, um, cheers, yeah. I recorded an episode a while back um, with a guy from a band called Prestameco. And I had a can of Brewdog. And my girlfriend said to me, are you sure you want to promote the Brewdog on the podcast? So I put it in a green glass. And I don't know why, but ever since then, I've always put my beer in a green glass. <laughs> Even if I want to promote the product, I always have to say what the thing is rather than letting the visuals do the talking. But yeah. It's, okay. how, it's, it's I've got the wrong glass for the wrong beer and everything. This is a Guinness glass. Yeah, yeah. I've noticed, like, in Weymouth, where I live, when it's summer, you just can't get stuff washed quick enough with glasses. And I've seen, like, Strongbow in Guinness glasses. I've seen Foster's, you know, in Strongbow glasses. And it's just whatever's going. Do you know what I mean? So True. True. Beggars can't be... Ple- uh, Beggars can't be choosers. That's the one. So, baller triple dry hopped. What is this then? So, what's the what's the story behind this one? So it's a it's a mountain IPA. So I know that some beer enthusiasts don't like the term mountain IPA, but essentially, what a mountain IPA is, it should really start or finish from one coast to the other of America. Okay. So. Some others interpret it as being what the beer style would be if it was in in the Rocky Mountains. But 
um, we decided to make it so it was like a nipa to start with. Mm-hmm. And it had all that sort of tropical fruits on the nose. Um, mm-hmm. And then it should finish with the real piney resinous that you get with the West Coast. So that's what we've done with it. And the link is, so um, I'm a big petrol head. Uh, I'm a mechanic by trade. Uh, Cannonball Run was something that I grew up on. Of course, that's a coast-to-coast race. So it kind of fits the beer. And then also, uh, it just annoyed me that Magic Rock did a beer called Cannonball. And I was like, no, no, that's not what it's about. My Cannonball is, the Cannonball I know is this. So that's 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 what it's about funnily enough the beer i got a message this morning from a guy called ed bolian now the so this is the weird links uh, that that can happen in the brewing world so the lamborghini on the mm. can um was never actually yeah. in a cannonball uh but the ambulance was uh driven by a guy called chet needlem who was burt reynolds friend and the ambulance in the film is actually an ambulance that did the Campbell run. Now, the Lamborghini is now owned by or is in a museum uh, from a, a company called Haggerty Classics. Now, Haggerty do set all the prices for all the classic cars in America, a bit like the glasses guide in the UK. And they did a documentary on this car. And the guy that did the documentary is called Ed Bolian. Now, the artwork has has been done by a Canadian guy called Doug, who is the architect's garage on Instagram. And he also does the artwork for Haggerty. So we sent Ed some beer and he's drunk it. He said he absolutely loved it. And he's going to put a post up and tag us in it. So our cannonball beer has actually been drunk by a cannonballer. Love that. That's pretty cool. That is cool. So... Does the same person create all of your artwork for your labels and stuff? Um, so for, for the car range, it was all done by Doug. Um, we did do, uh, we did the Stone Crow ESB, which I don't think I've got. Mm. On and we also did the uh, Ginger Infused one. Yeah. Those two I designed. Um, I'd like to say I'm not a designer. There's many, many mistakes on there. That's but nice. those two I did the artwork on. Um, but the other ones are all done by uh, the architect's garage. Yeah. Ginger one was very nice. Um, the bitter one, I have a bit of a limit with beer. And obviously, okay. you know, if you send me four cans of beer, there's going to be one that's a bit of a sort of, it's not going to quite agree with me as much as the others. But this one and the first eight one are absolutely spanking. So cheers for sending them over giving me a chance to actually uh, review them before jumping in. So, yeah, fantastic. So we've kind of stepped forward a little bit. So why beer? What made you want to do beer? <coughs> well, this is an interesting question. Excuse my coughing. Sorry. Um, I feel like every other person you talk to coughs at the moment. It's yeah. doing the rounds. Yeah. Um, so how did I get into beer? So... It all started with my brother-in-law home brewing and we were drinking beers over Christmas and they occasionally uh, do beers and uh, he approached me and my other brother-in-law and said hey I'd like to start a brewing company and so that is how it started at the time I had a tuning company writing uh, 
software for uh, engines. Mm. Okay. So mapping and things like that. Yeah, ECU uh, remap. Yeah. So yeah. I I was doing that, and I kind of I just sunk the money that I, the little bit of money I had into the brewery, and so we we built it from there. Mm. Um, I love drinking beer. Mm. I love uh, the trade. It's just so nice. It's just. There's the people are nice. Mm. Um, there's a handful mm. of, like anything, of people that aren't so friendly and they're a bit too cool for their own back back garden. But um, it's um, it's overall it's a beautiful trade. It's nothing like the motor trade. Mm. Nothing like it in the motor trade. Everybody wants to rip you off. Okay. Um, and you've got to treat everybody like they're going to rip you off mm. until you get to know them. In the um, in the brewing trade, it's just not like that. Yeah. It's so rare. Yeah, most people will help each other out. So, mm. yeah, I love Fair it. Enough. Good, good. Did you ever used to brew as a hobby before jumping straight in with the actual business? No. Okay. <laughs> no, I know no, absolutely <laughs> nothing about beer. I'll be totally honest with you. It was yeah, a yeah. It's been a learning curve. Yeah, yeah. Um, I literally knew nothing about it. The only thing I, I remember... Is my dad making beer, and then he started making wine, and our airing cupboard used to have this weird smell, and our towels would all smell odd because they were all in the airing cupboards. Yeah, fermentation. Yeah, yeah. But beyond that, uh, no, never, never did homebrew. Never really interested me. Yeah, fair enough. Um, but I have brewed now on the big kit. So yeah. I literally, my first experience of brewing was on a commercial kit. Okay. That would be quite overwhelming for me. <laughs> it was for me. <laughs> Bit of pressure. Yeah, yeah. But it's all worked out. So what was I going to ask? So um, how did you think Lord's Brewing survived COVID? Well, where I'm sat now is I, I literally, I've got two screens here. Mm-hmm. And I was watching everything unfold minute by minute and we just hit and hit broke uh broke uh ugh. we just hit hit break even Sorry. yeah that's all right and um and then and we were like this is awesome and then it came out and it was like oh yeah and we and i thought well let's just see if people actually do it that first day we lost seven thousand pound in orders and i thought oh gosh and i was i was up late um i don't think i went to bed until about two or three o'clock in the morning and Liz just came down and said you can't do anything just go to bed so anyway what i thought that was a pretty bad day the following day we lost fourteen thousand pounds orders right. Okay. And then I was like, yeah, we're screwed now. Um, I don't know what to do. So we turned everything around into small pack. So what we had, um, we got into bottles, um, bag in box, anything, anything that we could sell it, any container that we could possibly use or do. And that's what we started to to do, basically. Mm. And then <laughs> we, me and my best mate Al had set up a YouTube channel like ages and ages before. Um, and we'd done a couple of videos, but we hadn't really done much with it. It was just a bit of a messing around, see what kind of traction, what can you, you create? 
and they were relatively entertaining pieces, but there's nothing really to them. Um, and then we thought, what do we do? So um, we're all locked up. And I said to Lydia, I was like, the problem I've got is I need to get, no one knows we're here. You know, like, no one knows who Lawsman and Co are. There's just absolutely, and there's still a lot of people that don't. Mm. So I've got no money, but I've got time. Mm. So we started doing a quiz on a Thursday night and that then turned into quite a big quiz. Um, and we were having a lot of people and then people were ordering beer because they wanted to support us. So we were selling a lot of beer, but nothing like what we were doing previous in, in cask. Um, and so, yeah, we just, we just kind of followed that. So after a while, people got fed up with quizzes because mm. People just got quizzed out. Yeah. Um, so we we wanted to stop it on a high when it was doing quite well rather than flog it to death. Mm. And also, putting a quiz together is a mission. Yeah. And you have to fact check all the questions. And mm. most of the ones on the internet are fake. Yeah. So went yeah. through all of that. And then we found a really cool way of stopping cheating. So one of the big things was people would cheat by googling mm. everything mm -hmm. so when you got like 10 people that all won i was like right come on but mm. so what we did was we um we took to drawing getting the kids to draw something and then they had to guess mm. so and the drawings were just blooming hilarious like there's still a picture we did one of uh, different countries and the one of india is probably the most inappropriate thing i've ever seen in my life Okay. And it had everybody in stitches, but it just worked. It was yeah, great. Yeah. Um, so then we moved on to just making a bit of content and doing lives. So you can see the journey on, on the channel. Mm. We were doing lives. And then I started going on other people's YouTube channels when they invited me. Um, I know um, the Stone Crow, the, which was the large virtual pub. Um, I was I was actually going in there to chat and socialise initially, um, at, but at the same time I was fully aware that I was desperate to keep my company. So I started getting to know everybody in the group, and then the people, of course, they asked, "So, oh, well, what do you do?" And I said, "Oh, I own a brewery. Oh, which one do you own?" Yeah. And so it opened the doors, and then I started selling beer through there. Mm. So the different streams I was on, getting people to know me. Um, and all that kind of stuff, just people put me on their channels and whatever, just helped to grow the whole thing as a whole. Yeah. And then we went from, I think our website used to do £30 a, a month right. originally. Yeah. Uh, we just didn't do anything with it. And I think it went from £30 to about £1,000 a week in the space of a few months. Crazy. Yeah, so it's a big, but still not loads of money, not compared to the yeah. guys who are in supermarkets, but mm. enough to pay the rent and to keep us all from going bust. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think it's important to recognise that companies that didn't see COVID coming, if you don't have that ability to pivot, then you're done, basically, aren't you? Absolutely. 100%. If you make one thing and that thing is no longer required, then yeah. you you have to like, i've heard a lot of people give similar answers to you john where artists have bolstered their social media presence or they've gone into a studio and written an album 
So um, it's good to see that that can work for companies as well as, you know, musical people or YouTube. Obviously, the views on YouTube went absolutely mental because no one was really doing anything other than making sourdough and eating banana bread and watching Joe Wicks on YouTube. So, you know, we've all been there. There was some funny stuff, wasn't there? I yeah. mean, I just remember being down here and then once a day hearing thunderous thudding yeah. from above, which was the wife and kids doing Joe Wicks's whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I kind of pretty much worked all the way through yeah, yeah, as a director. Um, so I was always doing paperwork or keeping an eye on things. And actually, I found YouTube was quite a good outlet for yeah. just having a bit of a laugh. Yeah. Definitely. Right, last question before we go to a quick break and I move rooms. Okay. Are you currently in any shops or tap rooms or are you just available exclusively on your website? We are in all sorts of places, all up and down the country. Um, we sell through wholesalers quite a lot. Um, so the best way of finding where our beer is is actually to go on Untapped, which is that hate-filled review site that sends brewers to the brink. Um, if you go on there, you'll see who's drinking it where. Um, there's so many pubs that have it. I mean, I've just literally, as we sat down, somebody pinged an Instagram uh, from a pub I've never heard of that's got our beer. So uh, it goes all around the country. Um, keep your eye out for us. Um, and... Um, yeah, I think the furthest away, I've seen it in uh, Scotland on holiday in a place called Crail. Mm. And then down south, I think the furthest it's ever been is Land's End. Yeah. Which can't get much further than that. That's, that's it, isn't it? Yeah. I um, sometimes look at the analytics of this podcast and I find out where people listen to this. Fascinating. And there's people in Japan listening to this and uh, Israel. Cyprus, yep. Hungary, China, which China makes me very, very aware. Like they don't really even have the internet over there. So someone's very dedicated <laughs> and determined yeah, yeah. to watch this. They really want to see to it. That. Yeah. So yeah, fantastic. Um, last question before we go to a break, because I'm waiting for Zoom to come up and say, pay me. Um, yeah. how do you get the inspiration to create a new beer um well there, there's a there's a few factors to that uh there it can be market so what what's the market doing what's popular it can be um silly stuff like what we enjoy and we fancy making um it can be like a silly project um for the content uh, for YouTube, it can be um, just sticking to a format that we know works really well and then tweaking it slightly. Mm. Um, and th those are probably the main reasons of how we decide on what we're going to brew. Mm. Um, but um, yeah, that, that's I kind of try and give our brewers as much freedom as I can. Yeah. Um, but it's also, they're fully aware and it's nice. They'll say, you'll never sell that. Mm. But if I really think I can sell it, then I'll do it. But if yeah. they're aware, we make a lot of stuff that we know will sell. Mm. Just can't hold on to beer. Awesome. Fantastic. Right. So just as I mentioned, Zoom asking for money, it's asked for money. So I'm going to send you a new link in a sec. 
Yeah. Um, and we're going to talk about social media just briefly. Yeah. We'll do the quick fire questions, which I don't know if I've sent you. Um, no. And then I want to give a local band a shout out because they've just released an EP. Awesome. So, yeah. Cool. Right. Stay tuned. Okay. And I will be back shortly. If you're in need of some TLC, some posh products from across the pond, then hit up Archie Soul. Archie Soul Male Grooming is committed to making sure that you live your best hygiene life possible. Shower gel, beard oil, pomade, bags, um, wallets, uh, everything basically www.archiesoul.com is the place to be. Use code BEDLAM20 for 20% off if you are a new visitor. This is a one-time code as an introduction to the website and to the brand. Shout out to Mark Archiesoul for always hooking me up with the latest goodies, the latest supply. Companies like Duke Cannon, Montreal Barbier, American Crew, Anthony, uh, have a look at their website. Like I say, there's just so much stuff on there. I can't comprise it into one ad read. So yeah, shout out to Archie Soul and uh, back to the episode. Cheers, guys. And we're back. So, John, as the big boss of Lord's Brewing, what does your day-to-day look like? And what's the hardest decision that you've had to make for the good of the... The brand. Ooh, that's a tough one. Day to day can be uh, very different, but Monday and Tuesdays, I'll give you an example of a normal Monday, Tuesday. So, Monday, get up, go and drop the kids off at school, go up to the brewery, make a pot of coffee, turn the computers on, turn the office heater on because it's always freezing in our office. Um, check everybody's okay and then uh, set up the sales emails send them out, see who's looking at what and then start ringing pubs and emailing people getting orders and then that develops through the day to what's in stock, where's it going uh, logistics how much of that have we got then somebody might request some beer that we don't have so then it'll be when can you make it how fast can you make it? You know, all those kind of things. Um, and yeah, just random stuff could happen. Some days you think, I never set out to do this today and you're doing something wicked cool. Uh, other days, yeah. in fact, we had a day uh, the other day, we had a day the other day uh, that was just horrific. Um, and what had happened is we're in an old mill and the insurance company had decided that they weren't going to renew our insurance because of our building being so old. And I literally, it was sunny. I sat outside in the garden on the phone. I was working from home that day just because I, I, I didn't want to, all the staff hearing what was going on. So you don't want to alarm anybody. And I had orders coming in, but at the same time, it was like, if we can't get insurance, we're going to have to shut down. That'd be it. You can't operate without, you know, public liability. You can't operate without employer's insurance, all that kind of stuff. And um, I think we got to 5.15 and we managed to get everything sorted. And that was like super stressful. Um, 
as for worst sort of decision I've had to make for the company, it's probably, it's always when it comes to staff. Uh, if you have to let someone go, it's awful. You know, it's just the worst thing about the job. I hate it with a passion. Yeah. It's the hardest thing because you know the people, you know. Um, and we had, pre-COVID, we had 11 staff. And now we run on four. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That's that's the really crap part of the job. Yeah, that's like, that's not even half. That's a step further than half, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Skinny team. Yeah. Yeah, it's either that or have no company. Mm. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so the next one I've got is you've embraced the power of social media and content creation for a while, as we've discussed a little bit earlier. What made you wake up to this in inverted commas because i have tried to get a beer sponsorship on this podcast for nearly two years and i'm incredibly lucky for people to even email me back or read my direct message right it's interesting because beer um there's a few things so <clears throat> i'm gonna sound like a right grumpy old fart here um a lot of people think that we are just absolutely made of money and that we just have beer flowing from every orifice and that we're, we just want to give it all away for whatever reason. Um, and so one of the things you'll probably come up against is they'll say, they'll see the word sponsor and they'll see beer and they'll just, they'll just ignore it. They won't even look at it. Um, and, and that can be to do with um, they might have had their hands burnt in the past. Um, it also, it's dependent on how much um, response that they get. So numbers like, for instance, I, I, don't, I don't even know what I, my viewership was like last, last month, but I think we got, I want to say we had thousands of people see us but yet how many of them convert into an actual sale of beer mm. is is very small <laughs> and then the other side to it is it can be to do with the person might really want your beer but you can't get to them mm. so if they're in the middle of china and there's no way i'm selling it i can't i just mm. physically can't do it um so then that becomes a problem and quite often get lots of emails and requests and you still got to answer those uh, from people who want to buy you beer but can't, which takes up time. So that's probably why you don't get that much response. That yeah. if um, The way I would, I would always say is start with a value proposition. So mm. give the brewery or this for anybody doing sponsorship. Yeah, yeah. Um, give them what you're going to do for them. Mm first so mm. i can get this many eyes on i can get this many people listening to you i can grow your you i mean anybody who's got a youtube channel and a business you can say if you can get them subscribers they'll they'll throw whatever you like at them pretty much yeah um it's all those kind of things show that you can bring them value mm. and you're probably going to get something out of it mm. um but not all breweries are i feel like our industry is a bit behind yeah, there's some real 
market leaders out there that are proper going cutting edge. And when it comes to beer, I mean, they're always pushing the envelope. Mm. But then get them to try and sign up for something other than an email, and it's like, what? You want to? You want me to log into something? This sounds yeah, right. Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, you want it to be tertiary, but it still has to happen. Hmm. Um, you need a marketing team. You need someone posting on social media, even if it's just a story, if it's not a full-blown post. Um, people just like retweeting stuff and just posting stuff back. Like when I put photos up of you, you repost it. And it's just this sort of, what's the word? Like call and response. Yes. Otherwise, it just goes into this void of like, yeah, thanks for, you know, it's just like I want it to be an interaction, not a one-way conversation. But yeah, you uh, you smashed it so far. Yeah, I don't seen. have a marketing. <laughs> no. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, I don't have a marketing team. I don't have any anybody else um, that helps me fully with everything as of yet. So yeah. what you see of Lawsbury and Co is normally me. Yeah. And so that's probably why it's a little bit rough and scrappy around the edges. Mm. But um, we try and be as authentic as we can. Yeah. Um, I've got a question for you, actually. Of course. <laughs> so um, excuse me coughing every moment. No, that's all right. Um, so I was... And there's, I see it as two things in the industry of beer. I see the perception of that you know, it's super important about the beer and where it came from and the foraging of the uh, ingredients and the, you know, the ins, the finite ins and outs of beer. I see that as being a thing, but I feel that that is a, a very small percentile of people that enjoy that content and enjoy that kind of uh, part of beer drinking. And mm -hmm. then the rest of everybody else... I see is they they just want a, a pint that they enjoy, yeah, and they want to be they, they want to be entertained. They want to have a bit of fun, yeah. And I would say, what would as a as someone that's seen lots of breweries and bits and bobs and a consumer, how yeah. do you where would you put Lords Brinko in that? Would you put us in one or the other, or would you put us in the middle, or where mm. would you see us? I like the experience of your beer. I like the storytelling and the the graphics and the relatability of going on a first date. Um, I don't really care too much as long as it tastes good. To me, that's the most important thing. It can have the most mental flamboyant story going. But if it tastes rubbish, then it's going one way and that's down the sink. Yeah. Um, so I'd probably put you in the middle because I think that you're aware of a lot of things. But, you know, not to drop the B word, but Brewdog, they've got their sort of hop sheet. Yeah. And you can see like a sort of what's I don't know what that thing's called. It's like a sort of Venn diagram thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's with like. Yeah, you can see how dark it is and how hoppy it is and what the main ingredient is. But I I usually look at that when I've bought it. So that's not the driver for me personally. That's interesting. Mm. 
So yeah, I don't know if that answers your question. <laughs> well, it does really. It yeah. does. What what we don't want to do, we we're serious about our beer, mm. and we want to make good beer, and we want it to taste good, and we want people to enjoy it. But yeah. also, we want to have a lot of fun, and we want to entertain people. Yeah, and have an interactive brand that people can like. I challenge anybody to pick up the phone and just ring the owner of Brewdog. Yeah. Absolutely. Like literally anybody ringing this on this podcast, my number's on the website and yeah. you can ring me. If you fill in a form on our website, yeah. It comes to my phone. Okay. So we and that's where um yeah. I try and I try, I wanted to create community and I wanted it to be a non-judgmental space. So mm. the guy who drinks Carling and Foster's mm. is welcome. I'm not gonna I'll take the mick out of you and have fun with you. But I'm not gonna. I'm not judging you and saying you must drink good beer if that's what you mm -hmm. really enjoy. But you want somewhere to come and have a beer and chat with other people that think, you know, like-minded uh, individuals. Then fine, that's absolutely fine. Yeah, no, I completely we'll, agree. We'll, we'll gradually wean you off your foster <laughs> and take you on a beer journey. Yeah, yeah. That segues really nicely into my next question, which is. How important is events for your company? Going to what was it, Brew London, and yeah, various other sort of Comic Con like events. <laughs> yeah, beer con. Beer con. <laughs> I love that. That's almost like bacon, isn't it? Yeah. Beer con. It sounds like me trying to be Jamaican. Mm. Beer con. Yeah. Sandwich. Um. So uh, what would I say? I would say that shows are important they're quite hard to measure the value of mm. so um so it is pr and yes you will get trade orders off the back of it so we always aim to at least break even um every show we've done so far we've done really well out of um but they are important however we're such a small team it's it's kind of not the beginning and end all mm. um but we're, we're finding gradually that we're doing more shows so we're doing the great british beer festival that's coming up and we've got three pumps there so basically with that one um camera did a, a deal where you could share a bar with somebody else and you don't have to man it or staff it they'll buy the beer but you pay for the 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 pumps and the having your brand up and all that jazz. So we've done that. It costs a lot of money, but yeah. it's good exposure. So mm -hmm. um, it's all about exposure. It's about, it's a good opportunity to talk to people as well. You yeah. buy your beer and ask them what they think about the brand. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I had one the other day and I won't, I won't say it was. And I said, um, <clears throat> what do you think of Lord's Marinko? He's like, well, he goes, to be honest, he goes, um, you're a little tiny brewery with a massive mouth. Right. And, uh, but he says, but I really like your beer. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, that's fine. I'm happy with that. Yeah. And he didn't mean it. And I said, do you not like the content we make? He said, no, but you are really brash and really loud sometimes. And, yeah. you, you know, and it, you can, I, that side of you can probably rub, rub some people up the wrong way. Mm. He said, but you're very genuine. 
And I was like, oh, I'll take that. So, you know, sometimes it's good. I like it because they'll give us, they'll give me feedback even if, you know, I don't necessarily want it. Yeah. Um, and it, But that helps you grow. Um, the only, uh, only thing I would say on that is sometimes people will go to extra lengths to just be horrible. Mm. And um, unfortunately, that's the downside to social media and YouTube. It brings the worst out in some people. Yeah. Um, and you're, there's a, we all know that there's such a thing as internet trolls. They're out there. They are definitely, and they hide behind a footballer's Twitter icon most of the time. A football, and yeah, I, a footballer. I see it all the time on Twitter, where like, um, I'm just trying to think of a random person. Leonardo DiCaprio tweets, and there's like seven thousand comments underneath, and someone just puts like ratio bro, and it's them like pretending to be Cristiano Ronaldo that's their profile picture and i'm just like there is nothing good that comes from this tweet no there is absolutely no value in leonardo dicaprio tweeting and i just i get a bit what's the word i, I lose faith sometimes yeah i, I get it I, and i agree and I, I think this is for me it um i feel like I, I I don't know who said it actually, but I heard the description of Twitter as being like going on a motorway service station and just scribbling something on the inside of a toilet wall. Ricky Gervais. Was it Ricky Gervais? And yeah. it is that. There's no Hang on. it's just you're just yeah. writing something that no one cares about. Yeah. It's designed to offend somebody and then well, a lot of the time. And then why? how do you get a kick out of that? Like, mm -hmm. if you're not there to see the person, you just know that you're wounding somebody unnecessarily. Yeah. And that's the satisfaction. And when you're doing that, I would always question, <coughs> what, 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 what has, what's happened to you in life to get you to that position? Yeah. It's very sad. Yeah, I completely agree. And the algorithm is doing its job by posting, by pushing what's, popular and unfortunately in the internet world it pushes negative stuff to the top yeah. because that is more popular in air brackets than the positive but that's majority rules yeah so well, that's... the algorithm thinks that it's doing a good job yeah by propagating and circulating the uh, popular things and you have to sift through to get the gold and get the positive you know thanks john you've really made my birthday by getting me a father's day do you know what i mean like you yeah, don't yeah, see yeah. that you see like oh shit <laughs> yeah, Just... yeah well th this is the thing it's like yeah. um i think i think the only time where it's possibly all right to troll is if you're doing it in a funny way mm -hmm. uh, without trying to injure the person that you're doing it to yeah or you're trying to bring some light on something that someone's doing that they might not realize, but you can do it in a way where it's not aggressive and not nasty. Mm. So um, I've seen people, there was a, somebody on Twitter called Joe Biden's dentures. And every time <laughs> Joe Biden would make a comment, his dentures would, would also yeah. make a, a, a comment on Twitter and it just killed me. It just made me laugh so much. And he was quite yeah. famous. I saw a lot of people doing yeah, it. Yeah. Um, 
And I, I kind of like that silliness. It, it was highlighting the point that he didn't really know what he was talking about. And it was probably not him talking in the tweet. It was probably some his PR guy doing it or girl. But um, yeah, no, I get you. I mean, this is the thing. This is what it goes back to. Um, I think sometimes with my business and what I've created during lockdown is a little bit too much for one person. So uh, I'm always contactable. I'm always, I'm on so many sort of different platforms that people can see and talk to. But sometimes people don't know. They see you on camera and they think, oh, I'm their buddy. And mm. so they're constantly, t- like, you're like, they'll mm. ring you at 11 o'clock at night when they've had some beers. Or, yeah, yeah. You know, there's a handful of people that I do allow to do that, but then there's other people that I just don't know. And they'll ring you or they'll text you or they'll send you messages. And and it's a balance, you know. Um, there is yeah. only so much information one human can can possibly take yeah. in. And then, I get you know, that. then missing stuff then. I get that because I, I want to get more engagement out of this. I want people to respond to me. Like if I put an Instagram post up saying, who would you like to hear on ABP? But I don't want 7,000 people messaging me. I just want a little bit of a back and forth. And I also don't want to just shout into the void and not get anything back. Um, But there's been a few times where I've put my phone down. I'm at work, you know, face down in a drawer. Like four hours pass. I've gone lunch. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Like, you should get this guy on. You should get this guy on. This band's about to release this album. This band's about to release this music video. You should... And I'm booked up now, right now, as of time of talking until December this year. So I, I can't get them on. So, and then people kind of get, because they're invested in that band or they're invested in that film or something. Yeah. They're a bit like, well, I want you to get them on. And I'm like, <laughs> start your own podcast then. Well, that's it. I <laughs> if mean, I can they're... do it, anyone can do it. <laughs> I, I know what you mean. I mean, I think one of the things, that we did that was kind of good fun and maybe you should think about it is setting up a discord server yeah and we've got it and people it's kind of died down a little bit now because of covid and whatnot not not everybody's sat at home and has the time but there's still people using it and chatting with one another and i'll go in have a look see what's going on answer a few questions say hello but i can i can meter that then i can i can dip in and out yeah um and the same around videos sometimes it's just people don't realize i think that's the other thing when they make, make a nasty comment they don't realize the effect it has on the person that reads it yeah. and you know i might be out with my kids i'm having a great day and then i get a some sarky message and it just changes my mood yeah. you know i've gone from being all right to not all right so what I do now is if I go out, I just put my phone away. Mm. That's it. Or I'll so I'll log out of my Instagram for Lords and I'll just go to my personal one. Yeah. Uh, I don't look at Twitter unless I really have to. Mm. I just like it just does it does nothing for my mental health. So I just stay well clear. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. If I want to get in a bad mood, I check my bank account. That seems to work. <laughs> yeah, and I feel yeah. like Facebook's gone the way of Twitter. Yeah, you don't really do anything with Facebook at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems to be a bit of a um dinosaur now, really. Yeah, but yeah. Cool. So, 
Um, have I got any more questions other than the quick fires? I don't think I do. So I kind of warned you about this a second ago. But before we do that, just a little bit of a sponsorship message. Set Surf. This is mineral sun cream, SPF 50. Um, shout me if you want it in your store. And shout out to Jane, who was recently on the podcast, Rash Cream. Use the code BEDDAM20 at checkout at www.setsurf.com. You'll get 20% off and I'll get a little bit of residual income. Um, and my girlfriend is finally pulling the plug on her wax melt company, which has made sure. So we've got quite a lot of these lying around, as we can see here. That's the whole box. And we're trying to just get rid of some stuff. So it's a... Uh, I don't know how to order it, actually. That's a good shout. So message me on Instagram or message made sure on Instagram and we'll try and get rid of it. Um, we'll be selling it dirt cheap. So um, get it whilst you can because it won't be around for long. Um, so yeah, that's the sponsorship done. And a shout out, shout out Shark Out to Optimus You and Archie Soul Male Grooming and Shanty Spirit. <laughs> anyway, enough of that. Lots of stuff going on. It's not slowing down. So, um, quick fire questions. Go for it. Right. I never know how to say this one, but we'll just go for it. In your eyes, is a Kinder Egg a toy or a rubbish chocolatey treat with an added bonus of a toy? Oh, these are... That... Of all the questions you could have thrown at me as well, no. I feel like this is... Uh, well, for me as a kid, it was always the chocolate with the hope of a decent toy. Yeah. But the chances were that toy was either dangerous, uh, had a part missing, or mm. I couldn't build it. Yeah. Did you like the chocolate? I did actually like the chocolate. Yeah, it's okay. Not I don't, my I mean, go-to. I don't like Hershey's. You know, yeah. I'd be. It's not as bad as Hershey's, uh, yeah. but it's not as good as Cadbury's. Okay, heard it here first. Mm. Baby belt or cheese string? Because uh, I've got kids, I would say cheese strings my go-to. Camping in a tent or a static static caravan for one week. Static every time. Living in a city or living in the countryside? Oh. Uh, if I had, oh, I can't. Mm, is this just me on my own, or is yeah, this just you? Yeah, just me. If I had no kids, wife, anything. Yeah, just your personal preference, I suppose. But you obviously I, have to factor those things in, don't you? Because it's probably not just... going city. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Chocolate or sweets? Chocolate. Bath or shower? Bath every time. I love a good bath. Are you a morning person or an evening person? Evening every time. Mint choc chip or chocolate orange? Chocolate orange. Nice. I like mint choc chip, but sometimes it feels like I'm eating toothpaste. Yeah, it depends. Are we talking ice cream or are we talking mm. chocolate confections? Because if it was mm. ice cream, I'd probably go mint choc. Yeah. But if it was like a chocolate orange, I, it mm. wouldn't stand against the Yeah, I don't think chocolate orange ice cream is really a thing, really, compared to stuff like rum and raisin. You yeah. Know, I think it's a, somewhere. 
I'm sure someone's doing it. Yeah, absolutely. Last question, which is the craziest one out of the lot. If, if you're going to prison, right? You've done something bad, you're going to prison. But when you spend 24 hours in said prison, you get £10,000 cash. But it's a maximum security prison and anything can happen and you don't really know what the guards are like. So how long between one day and six years would you be willing to stay in prison? I, li- I like my freedom too much. I think mm-hmm. I, I don't think I'd want to do past the day, to be totally honest. Yeah. Yeah, it, you can't put a price on freedom. Yeah. One of my favourite quotes is uh, 300, the film, is uh, freedom isn't free. It comes at the highest cost, blood. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's absolutely true. Look at Ukraine so, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you got any minor inconveniences, things that piss you off? like foil on a microwave ready meal, anything so, like that? So I suffer with something called misophonia. Okay. Um, so um, it's a fairly... I've had it all my life, although, and my daughters like it. My, my boys, not so much. But, um, yeah, I've only really realised it was a thing in the last sort of three or four years as it's kind of come to the forefront of uh, people going, what's wrong with me? Um, but misophonia, when you hear a noise, it can spark a, it sparks a physical response as opposed to a mental one. So it, it, it goes after your fight or uh, fight or flight response. So uh, certain things will trigger me. Um, one of them is plastic, like crisps, bags. Mm. Somebody, now I can do it as much as I like, and I'm fine. Mm. Um, if I watch somebody on telly and they're doing it, that noise, that's fine. But if somebody else is doing it in front of me, I even if I don't realise, so I haven't clocked what it is, I'll, I'll start sweating and I'm getting anxious and I don't know why. Mm. Um, so that's probably my number one, a nail picking. You know, when somebody picks a nail, that is. Fuck's sake. That's me what I the, do. Sends yeah. me to, the, to 11 in the space of about five minutes. Um, I'll tell you how bad it is. I work, uh, our sales lady, we work in the same office and she had a, uh, a muffin and the icing had got stuck inside the packet and she was trying to get it out. And I was on the phone, I couldn't talk. I literally couldn't talk. I couldn't get my words out. And the yeah. guy's like, are you all right? And I was like, yeah, just, uh, uh, uh. and I, I said, please, can you just stop rustling? I cannot think. Yeah. And she was like, oh, I'm so sorry. And I was like, look, it's not, your, it's not your fault, it's mine. Yeah. But that is, but there's certain things. And like, I don't like, I am a loud eater. Mm. I, I, but I can't bear watching other people eat loudly. It's terrible, mm. isn't it? I'm an awful human. So the only time I don't bite my nails is when I'm doing this. That is the only time. Otherwise, I'm on the... I'm driving, I'm bleeding because I've accidentally bitten a bit of my skin rather than my nail. I'm the worst person for that. I've had infections in my fingers and it still doesn't stop me. Really? I don't know what, like, people have told me to wear gloves. People have told me to put, like, horrible tasting stuff on my fingers. I will stop doing it, 
but it's subconscious to a level that like I don't even know that I'm doing it and sometimes when people call me out for doing it I kind of like refuse to acknowledge it well the the worst bit is my my boy does constantly one of my boys will bite his nails he'll bite his toenails mm, mm. Um, I do that and my wife pick, likes to pick her nails so yeah uh, yeah, you can I sometimes just have to get up and walk out of the room to calm down. Yeah, no, fair enough. We're approaching the uh, end of this Zoom recording, so I'll send you another link because I've still got a couple more questions and I've got a shout out. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think that was most of the quickfire questions. Yeah, it's uh, good to know a minor inconvenience. Um, just looking at my notes and I've made a note and of all the one other thing. prices. I, I just wanted to add one thing. Yeah, yeah, of course. I wish people would learn the width of their vehicle. That does mm. my head. Mm. Just, just learn the width of your vehicle. It'd make you driving so much better. Yeah. And if the road's blocked, don't drive up to it. Wait. Yeah. Driving's such a nightmare, isn't it? It's just such a myriad of different sort of... When you let someone out and they don't say thanks, I'm like, fuck you! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just I'm mental, not isn't it? Uh, I'm not, not bothered. bothered. You've given no, up. I'm like, don't wave. Just flip and go. I want to yeah, go. Yeah. I, just, I don't care if you wave or not. I just want you to move. When I do that, I say to myself out loud, I'm not letting anyone out ever again. Within a couple of hours, I'm letting people out. And yeah. you get people that take the piss as well. At the end of oh, our yeah. road, if I let one person out, there's like five people. And I'm like, why have I done that? Like, yeah. Usually when you I'm went, in a rush as well. You went until you drive around in a van and mm. then you get... I call them van racists. Mm. They they just they've got it, they've got it in for the van driver. They hate all van drivers. You get alongside them, and they're like on the motorway, and they've been sat in the middle lane for like an hour and a half doing mm. seventy five, mm. and you want to go past, and you get alongside, and then they have to do eighty. Yeah, and then you fall behind them, and they slow back down to seventy five, mm. seventy, and then you go past them, and they'll speed up just because they don't want a van to pass them. Yeah, yeah. I know a couple of bimblers in Weymouth that do 40 and a 30. Oh, yeah. And then when it turns to 50, they'll do 40. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's yeah, just that yeah. they've just got this, but like they've got in their car and immediately put cruise control on. Yeah. Yeah. And they just, just don't know any other number. <laughs> no, it's true. But there it's we true. go. Right. We'll uh, get started on another one and then we'll wrap this up. So bear with me two seconds, one more time. Okay. We'll no go problem. to an advert. Who are we going to go to on the adverts? Let's go with Optimus U. Right, two seconds. Hello, guys. Got a new ad read for you from a company called Optimus U. Um, so they are a fitness and sportswear company. Um, they are an excellent example of how fitness and sportswear should be achieved. They are going towards the fully sustainable route which i am well behind planting a tree and all that sort of stuff for every purchase so i've got this to read out i've got optimus U. we are much more than just a sportswear brand we are a community full of fighters for 100 percent of the people absolutely zero discrimination and only using the very very best quality in organic sustainable materials made ethically here in europe Whether you're taking your dog for a walk or hitting that new personal best in the gym, let us help you along your journey and letting you become the most optimist version of yourself. 
recently got these on board because I think that Luke from Optimus U is a fantastic example of a leader and Lockdown has helped him create and develop this amazing brand um, and they are incredibly involved, they're incredibly inclusive like I say and I cannot recommend them enough so give them a go at optimusu.co.uk if you use my code which is bedlam10 bedlam10 you'll get 10% off your order and I, I just I think they're fantastic um, they haven't put a foot wrong truly absolutely awesome company um, I've recently been given a shirt and hoodie from them and I will be ordering some more stuff from them very very soon so shout out to OptimusU uh, right Back to the episode. Cheers, guys. Bye. Sweet. Right. Last bit. So, sponsors are done. Pedician, Yeovil UK-based metal band, death metal band, have just released an EP called In the Cradle of Damnation, and it is heavy. So if you're a fan of Slayer, Fear Factory, a bit of Devon Townsend, Strapping Young Lad, then check it out. It's only three songs, but it is a relentless onslaught of absolute noise carnageness. So that's streaming on Spotify and probably other audio platforms. So give that a spin, tell them I sent you, and uh, give them some love on Instagram and all the socials. So yeah, there you go, Sam. You owe me 50 quid, mate. All right. Cheers, Sam. <laughs> hey. Right. So, John. Have you got any questions for me? Yeah. I, so uh, when I first got a message from you, uh, I went hunting mm. to find out who you were. And I noticed that you interviewed one of my favourite people. Mm. That is like, how can I explain it? There's certain content on YouTube that I will, I, I think, right, I've got a bit of time to myself. Kids are all in bed. Why is asleep? I'm laying on the bed, got the bedside light on, got my comfy earphones on, and I'm like, I want to watch some content. And one of them is Ashens. Yep. And you had him on your channel. I did. Very lucky. Incredible. Very, very early doors as well. So the origin of that, is I was watching someone that knows Ashens on Twitch, Ash Frith, who I've also had on. And he was playing a game called Polybridge on Twitch. And he was kind of trying to build up his Twitch to eventually do a podcast of his own called I'd Watch That. And he's just playing this sort of mindless game and chatting and interacting with the chat as it was scrolling. And I said to him, I don't suppose you could hook me up with Ashens. And I don't think he read my message. So me being the shameless, narcissistic, <laughs> tenacious individual that I am <laughs> said not to derail this entire stream, but if anyone can get me in contact with Ashens, I would really appreciate it. And guess who was in the chat? Uh, Ashens. No so Stuart emailed me because he'd been speaking to another content creator called Mr. Biffo or Digitizer, who's fantastic. And they all seem to coexist in this massive sort of ecosystem nexus thing that's going on. And he emailed me and I said, right, I need to jump on this because he's a busy boy. And uh, we just shot the shit 
spoke about how we got into the the world of YouTube. Um, you know, why blind bags, why blow torching things, and why smashing the shit out of but Jar Jar Binks, I think it was. Yeah. And I said to him, you know, it's a bit of a rabbit hole with him. I've, I find myself watching a lot of his videos very quick in succession rather than just one and then go to bed. Yeah, that's true. I I love his... I like, I like the one he did with, you know, Barry, who... Uh, um, the uh, well, What's he called? Barry... Lewis. Lewis, yeah. Our Parsons. kids do the whole... And I love it when those two are together. I do love Ashen's sofa reviews with that brown sofa. Yeah, yeah. All the tap from Wish or all the tap from Yeah, Poundland. Yeah. And he just, if it's rubbish, he absolutely just rips into it. If it's really good, he he will say it's really good. And um, he he just, he's just brilliant. It just makes me laugh. Quality. And on your podcast, he just came across as legit. You know, it was just exactly what you see. Is yeah. what you Absolutely. No ulterior motive of him at all. And he a big up to you, on. Ben. Big up to you, Ben. The ten- your tenaciousness is... is I, I wish there were more people in the world like you because things would get done. Like, I'm like... I can... I. What you're effectively doing is guerrilla marketing. Mm. So you are like, look, I do this thing, you've mm. got to be part of it. And you're going to miss out if you don't. And then you feel like, well, I should really be on there. Yes. And then you just keep going and you'll just keep knocking on those doors until someone, yeah, yeah. oh, all right, okay, fine, I'll come on. Or, Absolutely. You know, and, and that's how, you, you know, you move forward. So we've managed to get James May to drink our beer. Mm. And I went down and I recorded a podcast on Food Tribe. Mm. And it was their first ever podcast, um, and and just meeting all their team and chatting with them, mm. uh, I, I like this uh, getting Ed Bolian to drink our beers. It's just mm. silly but brilliant, and mm. it's it's good marketing, and it's what will grow your yeah. It's what will grow your podcast. Yeah, I've said to people as well, like I will share your story if you tag me, and I will do it, and I do it, and they're like, what? Like, I didn't actually expect you to remember. And I'm like, if I say I'm going to retweet something or I'm going to give you a shout out, then I will. Um, I think it's good. Yeah. It's, really good. it's really good. And, you know, um, good on you for getting him on and good on Ashens for is If you're listening now and you haven't listened to that podcast, yeah. go yeah. back, have a look. Have a look for Ashens. He's hilarious and uh, a very clever man as well. Yeah, that was one of the first episodes that I was like, okay, I'm actually onto something with this because... I'm not all about the numbers, but the numbers help. Oh, yeah. And that has collectively done about 350 lessons across YouTube and Spotify. And considering that was, I think that might have been seven or eight months into this. That's I didn't great. realize my numbers could go to triple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. I remember putting out our first YouTube video and it was like the heady heights of eight views. Yeah. Two of them were me, two with my mum. Yeah, yeah. Uh, (laughs) Absolutely. I know you've got a very important and pressing question that you need to ask me. Yeah, so before we get into that, hold your horses. What does the future look like for Lord's Brewing? Um, 
what does the future like providing we can keep funding up mm. so the recovery from covid hasn't been as fast as we thought um we are still a little bit behind where we want to be but as i'm not one to sit there and roll over and take it um i think we need to keep pushing and uh, as long as i can secure funding with our investors Mm. there's no reason why we can't go anywhere um uh, i feel like we're on the radar of a lot of people now where we weren't before um we get invites to things where we didn't before um and for instance collaborations were just like i would ask everybody do you want to do a collab no one ever wanted to do a collab then all of a sudden we've got a list of people that want to do collabs with us yeah and um mm. you know they're all like very interested in hey can we do some content as well at the same time so, mm. absolutely um and i kind of uh and somebody else said to me well you should charge other breweries for consultancy for doing you know content and stuff and i was like look i'm not that good at it mm. and actually it would help the whole trade if people realized that you don't really have to have loads and loads of stuff to make some content mm. yeah no it's weird when stuff blows up when it's the same product. Like when a band releases an album, it's stuck in, it's like a cement block, isn't it? And then everyone starts hyping about it and sort of going, oh my God, you've got to listen to this band. But that band's album could be four, five years old. And unless you remaster it, then, you know... Yeah it's strange how that happens where things go sort of semi-viral and you're like well how's this like what have i done to influence this thing it's true yeah. it's absolutely yeah. true I, I wouldn't say i've got to even the levels of semi-viral i feel like i've got a virus um at the moment <laughs> but yeah. um, it's just nice that people want i think we've just been around that long now yeah people are like oh well lord Sprinko is still here mm. and they make good beer um and i mean that's another thing somebody says oh i couldn't do it because you just send your beer to beer reviews they could say anything and i was like well yeah they can they can say exactly what they want if they don't like it that's fine you know like we we <laughs> we made a beer called sunset cocoa and i i hated it yeah and uh, but some other guys in the brewery loved it. It was like, mm. it was Marmite. Anyway, that beer went yeah. out and Paul's beer reviews reviewed it and he, he rang me and he said, John, this beer is blooming awful. And I yeah. said, it's, it's terrible, isn't it? And he it's was shit. like, I, I hate it. And You're I telling like, me, mate. I'm trying to sell it. Yeah, and I was <laughs> like, I don't know what to do with it. And he said, uh, he said, look, I won't put the video out if you don't want me to. And I was like, no, do it. Put it out. He's like, really? And I was like, well, yeah, because if you don't put the video out and mm. you hate that beer, I said, then it brings, there's no honesty in the mm. reviews that you've got. And then you're not actually being honest in general with the reviews. So, <laughs> you know, I, I said, for me, I'm not bothered. Stick it up. If you don't like it, it's fine. Um, yeah. I'd rather mm. have that honesty than to have only good reviews. Because if it was all only good reviews, <clears throat> then when you go, you go on to, if you buy a product on Amazon, you go and look at the comments and you weigh up, you read, I always read some of the bad comments to see if 
what they're moaning about is a thing. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely, yeah. And so, like, other people with Sunset Cocoa, it was their favourite beer. And they're like, are you making it this Christmas? I'm like, it's never coming back. But it, it's, it's, yeah, it's just how it should be, I think. Yeah, yeah. You've just got to be brave enough to put your product out there. If you're willing to sell it to somebody for money, then you should be willing to put it out there in the public eye. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Fantastic. So, have we got any beers dropping this year? New ones? Uh, loads at the moment. Um, as my inner 12-year-old has got involved in the business of late, uh, we've just done a load of, uh, well, I say a load, three. We normally release things in threes. We did um, Bombers. So we did a B2 Black IPA. Uh, we did a SR71 based one called the LA Speed Check, um, which is based on a story on YouTube from a pilot who flew one. And we did Nighthawk, which is an amber ale. Mm. Um, but because Jurassic Park is coming out, I've done some dinosaur beers. Nice. Stagosaurus. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, Pterodactyl. Okay, yeah, I like that. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's childish, but mm. brilliant. And uh, what we realised at Brew London was if you put an aeroplane on the front of a pump clip, everybody gets very excited. Yeah. Because we're all 12 inside. Yeah. And we got in, we even got approached by the MOD and Northrop Grumman themselves. Mm. There, there you we go. go. Love I that. Thought, I thought they were going to sue me, to be honest. So, yeah, we've got lots of new stuff coming out. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. So last question. I've given you enough time to think about it. So I will be judging your answer because apparently judgment's what you're all about with beer. So go for it. You're at a service station, you're famished, you see a supermarket, doesn't matter what one, you need a meal deal. It's going to fix you up, it's going to sort you out, and it's going to get you home. What are you thinking? So if I'm on the motorway, I'm normally pushing my journey. So I'm not one of these people that sits at the services for ages. I just can't. Um, so if I wasn't at the services, I'd go straight in for any sushi. Uh, but we're, we're driving. You cannot easily distribute the right amount of soy sauce onto your sushi yeah. whilst moving at high velocity. So in that case, there would only be two. I'd, I'd already, so I would have done the journey to sushi, realised that that's not going to happen because I'm driving. So therefore, staying on the seafood theme, I would either go for a prawn, prawn sandwich or if it was like a, a slightly more upmarket, like a Waitrose or what's the other one that they have at the services, Marks and Sparks. Yeah. I'd be tempted for the smoked salmon cream cheese sandwich. And then I want a pa packet of uh, ready salted crisps. You can't go wrong. Mm. Okay. If if not salt and vinegar, you, you I feel like ready salted. You're not gonna get. You're not over the moon, but you're not gonna get disappointed. Mm. It's just it, it's stock. I'm on the motorway. It's pure. Yeah, five out of ten. Yeah, it's the. Yeah, it is. It's right. Middle right in the middle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then and then the drink would, if I'm in a Tesco's, 
it has to be that tropical fruit drink that they do. Which one's that? It's like a like a well, it's called I think it's called tropical fruit juice. Okay. If I'm in Tesco's or yeah, yeah. <clears throat> if I'm at Marks and Spencer's one or the Waitrose one, it'd have to be water. Yeah. Normal water or sparkling water. No, no, no one's got time for sparkling water. No, I completely agree. That is going to end this call then. Yeah, I I think actually (laughs) Satan himself came up with sparkling water. Yeah, yeah. S for sparkling, S for Satan. Makes sense. Mm. It's literally the... the, Yeah. yeah. Um, Fantastic. But that's where I would be on the meal deal situation. Fair enough. There we go. Um, Any shout outs you want to give? Anything you want to mention? And where can we find Lord's Brewing if we were to look at your website? Okay, so shout out wise. So to look out, in fact, I should have mentioned this in the previous, do you have any beers coming out? We did a collab with Varvar Brewing from Kiev in Ukraine. Mm. Um, And the money from that beer is going to help the Ukrainian humanitarian crisis. Um, So if you go out in a pub and you see that, please go and have a pint um because it it it, it all helps yeah um <laughs> so I, I, i'm going on a bit, bit of a tangent that's here. all right i want to say this because somebody brought it up the other day they said why would i fly the flag of a corrupt government and my answer to to that is that the people the actual people of that country are not corrupt and they they have as much right as any other person to to have freedom and all putin if you go through the whole looking at all this and the war and what it's about all boils down to oil and gas and that's why he wants that country so much so the fact that people would die over a fossil fuel is appalling Mm. so that's why i'm pushing it that i've got ukrainian friends Mm. and our investors have got uh, Ukrainian employees. Um, it's just not not something that um, I think should be taken lightly. The other thing is um, that I want to shout out. We're doing a colour run in Huddersfield uh, for the Forget Me Not Trust. So that's coming up, uh, I want to say at the beginning of July. But I haven't got my calendar with me, but if you Google that, it's in Huddersfield. If you're in the local area, go and well, I'll throw paint at you. Mm. That's going to be fun. Um, and shout out wise, the only other one is um, if you want to come and meet us and um, actually put, if you're not watching this and you're listening and you want to see if I do actually look like Rufus Hound, because that's what I sound like apparently, um, come and join us at the Great British Beer Festival. I will be floating around all week come and say hello, come and have a beer with us, mm. a selfie or whatever other craziness. If you've got an idea, come and tell me about your idea. I'm, I'm always open to listening. So, yeah. Brilliant. Well, this has been fun. I've really enjoyed this. And uh, we've gotten quite deep at some points in this. And uh, sometimes it goes a bit high level. Like the last guy I had on was Billy, the trainer club, and it was about Pokemon Go. And some of his answers were yes. Oh, right, okay. So, uh, yeah, sometimes people aren't quite as uh, chatty as yourself, but I think that's a UK thing, whereas he's from America. So, uh, shout out, Billy. What July legend. 4th as well, isn't it? It's July the 4th. That's a good it's, show, uh, actually, yeah. 
Yeah. Is it? Well, they call it Independence Day. We call it Rebellion Day. How funny, kiddies. I'm going to get in trouble now. All the Americans are going to go on my website and shout at me. Yeah. So, what is your website? Our website is lordsbrewing.com. Fantastic. Or anything around that, and it should point you to us. Redirect. Nice. Yeah. So, yeah, it's on the cans as well. So, yeah. Thank you very much for your time. It's and, been a um, Thank you it's for been, having me. It's on. been really cool meeting you in Zoom world, at least. One day we'll meet properly and uh, I'll have a pint. Absolutely. All right. I'll get awesome. the first ones in. Sounds good. Fantastic. All right. Cheers for listening, watching, viewing, and subscribing. And uh, feel free to tell this little story to your mates. And if you can, share this to three people because that really helps with the discoverability. So, yeah. Cheers, everyone. Um, I was going to record tomorrow, but I've got something else to do. Who have we got next? Because I need to get this. Right. We've got Surfing Birds, who are a Weymouth-based surf rock band. So think a bit of Dick Dale, Misery Lou, and uh, various other bands that I don't even want to pretend to understand. But I'm sure they probably know a lot more about that sort of stuff than me. So, yeah. Cheers, guys. And uh, keep it bedlam and speak to you soon. Cheers, John. See ya. Take care. Bye. Hello. Hope you enjoyed that episode. Just got an ad read from a new sponsor called Set Surf. So, Set Surf is a small British company passionate about mineral sunscreen and natural skin protection. Our range of sunscreens and creams are designed to protect your skin naturally without harsh chemicals which harm coral reefs and aquatic life. So if anyone knows me in real life, they'll know that I'm from a seaside town and one of the most important things when you go to the beach and probably anywhere in the world really, to be fair, is sun cream. And we all know how much of an absolute disaster it can be when you go to the beach without sun cream. So I want to make sure that people are using the right sun cream and not the rubbish cheap alternatives from many many supermarkets <laughs> i won't call any out um but yeah this is how set surf is different from all that cheap nasty stuff that will just about get the job done so it's 100 percent mineral we don't use any harsh or weird chemicals to reach spf 50 they just use zinc oxide and titanium dioxide which makes them perfect for sensitive skin and all of your kids it's reef safe because we Use no chemicals which harm coral reefs and aquatic life at all. Our sunscreens are genuinely reef safe. They're also non-nano. We use non-nano sized particles which don't sink into the deeper layers of your skin like you get with some chemical sunscreens. It rubs in virtually clear. So set sunscreen rubs in very well without leaving any chalky marks or residue on your skin, and they are also very, very water-resistant. Lastly, they are packed with good stuff. They contain Kalahari melon oil, argan oil, and aloe vera to nourish and moisturise your skin. If you shop the range at www.setsurf.com, use the code BEDLAM20 to get 20% off any of the products on their website. So that's www.setsurf.com and use the code BEDLAM20 to get 20% off of anything on their website.
Right, another ad read coming right up. See you later.